Welcome to the show. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the Wow Pod. Oh, I'm Betsy. I'm Jared, and uh, thanks for joining today. Yes. <laughs> today we're going to uh, we've got some funny news, and we're going to chat about uh, some uh, well, what they're calling an algorithmic uh, crime prevention system. Yes. I wonder if they'll start offering a degree in that in college. They probably already do. It's yeah. like statistics in crime or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the the I the reason that this really caught me off guard is the the obvious connection to the movie Minority Report. Mm-hmm. So if we break down Minority Report before we get started, in Minority Report they had these three people that were called precogs that would dream these dreams. Um, of future crimes and these weren't they like three women in uh a vat in of pajamas <laughs> swimming in sensory deprivation tanks yes okay. they were really being tortured at any rate these... oh, that sounds pretty good right now. <laughs> true not a bad gig <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh but they would have these dreams. These precogs would have these dreams. And when they collected enough information, these dreams would then be placed onto a really cool VR headset-like computer monitor where Tom Cruise would then go out and apprehend the criminals prior to the crime being committed. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. However, it is alarming to say the very least the fact that this algorithm a exists and b is in the hands of people who have power and money oh yeah because there can't nothing could go wrong with that i mean it's it's safe it's safe right (laughs) they would never uh They would you know, never we got censored that. a couple of weeks ago. Well, someone shared something on our page that got censored it's a couple of weeks yeah, ago. I saw that. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it just makes me laugh that it was about the Georgia Guidestones. Yeah, that someone uh, turned th- us th- in. That well, no, that flagged us. That Facebook has a group of people that they've hired that I picture them having bob haircuts and. Uh, their pants have to be pulled up past their navels Easily. and they're just so they just it 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 was a joke that someone put up uh-huh. you know which let's face it i try to keep 90 percent of this show a little bit light yeah. and humorous and yes 99.6 percent of the stuff that falls out of my head is bs or or just like thoughts just i most of the time i say stuff to try to bring humor or light to a situation but anyways we're just we're just rumbling on about this stuff you know i mean if i say something like i don't know that dancer has two left feet is the facebook people going to jump on there and say well that's virtually impossible i've looked (laughs) at pictures of them in the past and (laughs) they in fact do not have two left feet because i've checked their receipts two right feet (laughs) you know i i just i get uh but either way it is what it is they do what they do and uh i'm still having fun and this this show will be much of the same because i i mean really it's just conspiracy theory at this point at least for the next couple of years and anyway for the next couple i don't know things are moving fast they are kind of next picking week, up speed yeah one of us getting arrested so this algorithm formulated by social scientists at the university of chicago um has been being tested at an efficacy rate of 90 percent so I'd like to know what uh, parameters they put into it. So the version that we're currently using, actually using in big cities like Chicago, Detroit, um, there's, it's being used, you know, abroad in, in uh, British Columbia. So what does it say about Chicago? 
it's a holiday weekend, so you're in the triple digits. It's an it's an interesting set of facts, and some of them were unexpected, like weather. They have figured out it's predicting weather. No, that good weather, uh-huh. a good weather weekend, predicts terrible incidents of crime. Uh, and we're not talking people, we're not well, talking petty theft. We're talking hard crime but that's that's stuff you recognize because more people are home like say you've got a mediocre burglar and he's like man i should probably go steal a car but it's raining like that commercial for the the uh whatever where you buy a jacket or a kayak appears yeah 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 you know but it's raining outside and then the little what's his name pops on and says gives him a jacket me and my ex-girlfriend used to steal cars together, but she broke up with me. He's like, okay, steal a truck then. I don't know, but you know. Yeah. So, so I, I that that I understand. That I don't think that would take a severe computer program to predict, but remember Welcome to the show. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the Wow Pod. Oh. I'm Betsy. I'm Jared. And uh Thanks for joining today. Yes. Today we're going to, uh, we've got some funny news and we're going to chat about uh, some, uh, well, what they're calling an algorithmic uh, crime prevention system. Yes. I wonder if they'll start offering a degree in that in college. (laughs) They probably already do. It's like statistics in crime or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the the i the reason that this really caught me off guard is the the obvious connection to the movie Minority Report. Mm-hmm. So if we break down Minority Report before we get started, in Minority Report they had these three people that were called precogs that would dream these dreams um, of future crimes, and these weren't they like three women in. Uh- a vat in of pajamas <laughs> swimming in sensory deprivation tanks. Yes. Okay. They were really being tortured at any rate. These- oh, that sounds pretty good right now. <laughs> True. Not a bad gig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean. Uh... But they would have these dreams. These precogs would have these dreams. And when they collected enough information, these dreams would then be placed onto a really cool VR headset-like computer monitor where Tom Cruise would then go out and apprehend the criminals prior to the crime being committed. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. However, it is alarming to say the very least the fact that this algorithm a exists and b is in the hands of people who have power and money oh yeah because there can't nothing could go wrong with that i mean it's it's safe it's safe right (laughs) they would never uh They would you know, never we got censored that. a couple weeks ago. Well, someone shared something on our page that got censored a, a couple weeks yeah, ago. I saw that. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it just makes me laugh that it was about the Georgia Guidestones. Yeah, that someone uh, turned this th- in. That well, no, that flagged us. That Facebook has a group of people that they've hired that I picture them having bob haircuts and. Uh, their pants have to be pulled up past their navels Easily. and they're just so they just it 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 was a joke that someone put up uh-huh. you know which let's face it i try to keep 90 percent of this show a little bit light yeah. and humorous and yes 99.6 percent of the stuff that falls out of my head is bs or or just like thoughts just i most of the time i say stuff to try to bring humor or light to a situation but anyways we're just we're just rumbling on about this stuff you know i mean if i say something like i don't know that dancer has two left feet is 
the Facebook people going to jump on there and say, well, that's virtually impossible. I've looked at pictures of them in the past. and <laughs> They, in fact, do not have two left feet because I've checked their receipts. It's two and they right buy. feet. You, <laughs> you know, I, I just, I get, uh, but either way, it is what it is. They do what they do. And uh, I'm still having fun. And this, can, this show will be much of the same. Because, I, I mean, really, it's just conspiracy theory at this point, at least for the next couple of years. And anyway. For the next couple. <laughs> I don't know things are moving fast. They are kind of next picking week, up speed. Yeah. One of us getting arrested. So this algorithm, formulated by social scientists at the University of Chicago, um, has been being tested at an efficacy rate of 90%. So I'd like to know what uh, parameters they put into it. So the version that we're currently using, actually using in big cities like Chicago, Detroit, um, there's it's being used, you know, abroad in in uh, British Columbia. So what does places. it say about Chicago? It's a holiday weekend, so you're in the triple digits. It's an it's an interesting set of facts and some of them were unexpected like weather they have figured out it's predicting weather no that good weather uh-huh a good weather weekend predicts terrible incidents of crime uh, and we're not talking we're not well, talking petty theft we're talking hard crime but that's uh, that's stuff you recognize because more people are home like say you've got a mediocre burglar and he's like, man, I should probably go steal a car. But it's raining. Like that commercial for the the uh, whatever, where you buy a jacket or a kayak appears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But it's raining outside. And then the little what's-his-name pops on and says, gives him a jacket. But me and my ex-girlfriend used to steal cars together, but she broke <laughs> up with me. He's like, okay, steal a truck then. I don't know, but, you know. Yeah. So, so I, I that that I understand that I don't think that would take a severe computer program to predict, but remember how they say more crazy things happen on a full moon? Yeah. It's strictly because of visibility. It's it's not it's because, not because it's, my interplanetary alignment is off. It's not because the moon and the sun are in such positions that you catch more reflection of the sun off the moon. It's just because there's more visibility to go about and commit crimes. And that's an old wives tale that comes prior to, you know, a lot of light pollution coming from inhabited areas, hmm. which is because nowadays the moon has no effect on crime. Because now, there's lights everywhere. Yeah, in most happens. cities, you'd probably have to strain your eyes to see the moon over the light pollution. True, true. So what what this first version has done quite effectively is taken these cities like L.A., Atlanta, Philadelphia, Chicago, Detroit, and it's broken it down into these 1,000 square foot tiles. So it's 1,000 square feet. That's small in a city. That's scope. that's like a city block, if that. A, a thousand square feet, like a a corner. Yeah, there's there's probably, and when you look at it, like on an average city block, there's probably four of those. Yeah, and and it takes these, and it pairs up these little. Like battleship areas <laughs> with, <laughs> with <laughs> B4. <laughs> Boom. You sunk my Broadway in 200 South. <laughs> and it pairs it up with what they call natural human behavior. Mm -hmm. It also stacks into this algorithm historical data on mm -hmm. violent crimes and property crimes within these little grid patterns and then it adds like all of the spice the glitter on top so it it talks about weather it talks about economics it 
It puts in population density. It puts in schooling. It puts all of these, it, all of these contributing factors. And then it scores these grids. So how they have used it to date, actually for several years now, is by color coding these grids. So when the police detectives and, and the, the beat cops all show up for their shift, they pop up the grid and they say, okay, this is what the grid says So like today. in their in their stand to meeting, their, their yes. watch meeting. Yes. And it says these little thousand square foot areas are are hot tonight because they're they're red they've they've turned the color red based on all of this information being fed in so we're going to have two cops here instead of one and these little green areas we can go ahead and take someone from there to help cover these red areas so but it's a responsible use right it now. it is but wouldn't that automatically break the prediction to where you can't prove the prediction anymore because you got two cops in the area because you push the crime out of there externally and then a crime happens in the green area now did the was the prediction correct or this is the thing that i think or scientists will never understand that's a tough thing because they're proving accuracy at a 90 percent rate so only 10 percent of the time either the the algorithm is not getting it right or the police presence is stopping it or a sudden other, thunderstorm or the other 90 percent of the time the crime is still happening yeah or or uh or a water line broke in that building and is pouring water down onto the street so the criminals like well not gonna do it here in the sewer rain yeah so the so i mean i believe i i absolutely believe that something like that is possible but what gets me is yeah the minute you start enacting on it you disprove it which then it makes it look like it's false which then you quit following it so then you lax on it then it proves itself so you start out it's going to be a cat chasing its or a dog chasing its tail well cats might too so i th i think that the researchers into this recognize that that false positive oh if i if negative. i recognize it i guarantee anybody with an iq over what do you think 51 <laughs> 52 has this down so what they have started to implement and this is the minority report piece of this whole thing hi ryan how are you hey what's going on hey norma so the minority report piece of this is they've layered on now and are currently using what they call a crime and victimization risk model okay and what this does is produce a list of strategic subjects okay and a list of potential victims so they're narrowing individuals out now listen i don't want to know okay i do i want to know if i'm on either of those lists like shoot me a text send me an email you know what i want to know if i made it on either of those no lists. no no just no, for no. transparency if you're thinking i'm on the criminal list don't come visit no i want you to tell me i'm on it oh put a picture of me in the post office <laughs> don't come visit and and if i'm on a potential victim list now that one so they are breaking down and figure like they're seeing this person might the algorithm is replacing the precog dream oh. in the precog dream the two pieces of information that were most valuable was the victim and the perpetrator and then as the dream went on they kind of started filling in by looking at the dream sequence like where did it happen um what time of day was it? it kind of all those missing pieces you know they would watch for an alarm clock in the in the in the viewpoint okay so it says 5:43, but the sun isn't up so it's got to be 5:43 a.m and then they were piecing these dreams together so this algorithm is literally doing that and it's figuring out individuals that may be the crazy part is figuring out they may be a victim 
Yeah. So this model. So like it's looking around a neighborhood, we'll say in Detroit, and it sees, you know, a little Miss uh, Brown, you know, and thinks that she might be a victim. You know, she runs a a whatever, you know, and. And what they're doing is, is they are currently testing. And how do you, how do you ethically handle that? This is the problem. Minority The ethics on the criminal side is, is super questionable. Yeah. But the ethics on the victim side of it. Super questionable. I mean, the criminal side is way super questionable because you are breaching due process. But on the victim side. I would want to know. Yeah. So here's how they're doing it. From what I understand. They have this previously used model that breaks down these thousand square foot tiles. They have layered on this perpetrator model and they have built into it crazy things like cell tower interactivity, um, purchase activity to kind of follow where are these perpetrators at? And if if that thousand square foot tile turns red where little miss brown is located her name pops in and says this is your likely victim boom cops are on the so they've hunt. narrowed the area to where they're capturing because let's face it in the town we grew up in they do a thousand square foot model in the center of town for people a tree yeah there's going to be a fence a tree it, yeah, at the most four people. That's if you accidentally couch. A and whole there may be there. several victims in but that thousand square foot in these densely a, populated yeah, areas. Yeah, if you're in a dense city, like let's say they do New York, where it's got a lot of tall uh, apartment buildings, you could get hundreds of people. So then they score, they score these potential victims and potential perpetrators or what they call strategic so subjects instead of three people in a isolation chamber they've got three dudes at a desk with the 9.5 and the 7.2 that was a solid 10 it's a bad joke guys i'm sorry i should but they score them based on all of these other contributing factors and so their score fluctuates based on whether their current economic status, if they recently had a conviction, if they, all of it changes. It's, it's, a, it's a live score that tries to adjust for all the other moving parts. The higher the score means that you are more likely to be a subject or a potential victim so and it actually narrows out who's a subject who's a victim it doesn't just say you know column a and column b we don't know who's who right because that would be even scarier yeah because like what if old mrs brown is actually a mafia boss like she's like a queen of the south lady where she's delivering drugs all over the country so what we do know about this model to date is that it's doing a pretty good job. Really? And that's scary. What we also know about this model to date is that there was an investigation done into the modeling and the people listed, and nearly half of the people identified by the model as potential perpetrators have yet to be charged with any crime historically. Okay, so good. We're not charging people on. No, but they're they're landing on this model that's uh-huh. proving to be ninety percent accurate, and they've never been charged with a crime in their life. They're not repeat offenders, so this is like predicting first crime. So. Have they proven that they have, has there been any proof that it has stopped crime? So. Do they have any examples of that? Yes. Based on the modeling and the positioning of police, they have found 
that there is actual crime happening that they're able to intervene in. Like, has there been an in overall the dip squares? in crime? No, but an overall apprehension has gone up tenfold. So apprehension has gone up. So they're still, they're using they're not it. stopping crime. They're using it to place police to prosecute it. To place police in the proper areas. And what they're finding to, to, is, is based on the model, the green areas, no crime happens that day. But my question is, they're saying that people that end up on this list who don't commit crimes. So that means that this program is faulty somehow, because if they're not committing a crime, well, they're not popping up as being the perpetrator of a current crime, uh -huh. but they're on this subject watch list and they've never committed a crime yet to date. See, I don't like the subject watch list. I don't either. That's like a, that's like, um, we've had it's senators, profiling. we've had senators and congressmen end up on, on the no fly list. Cause in their duty as a Senator or Congressman, they have to question a law that they find or their constituents find irresponsible or unconstitutional. And they've ended up on, or, or there's been people who have a name that's similar to another name. There's been toddlers on no fly lists who've never been on an airplane in their life. The, the problem I have with this is the ethical nature that it profiles specific people and, and they're not currently making knock on wood. <laughs> they're not currently making arrests based on this precog information. Give it two weeks, but that's the problem. The problem is they're exploring the efficacy of it. So we are a minor, a minor step away from taking preemptive what first, measures. What would that first trial look like? Dude. You are, you know, the charges are you're being held in, uh, uh, you know, attempted murder charges, um, you know, whatever, Thought. for a crime on three weeks from now. There's, and you're like, what? Yeah. So back to Minority Report, it doesn't end well. Oh, uh, if you haven't seen it, yeah, you should watch it. Uh, Tom Cruise, you should watch it. It's uh, a, an Asian fellow's eyeballs so that he can go to Costco. Um, because he ends up on the, the minority cop report. ends up on the minority report. And then, and, and so the show is an ethic. It's a show that it's an action movie that explores the ethical question of, of, uh, arresting someone for a pre-crime. Starts out, he arrests a guy because the guy walks in and his wife's cheating on him in the dream, but they arrest him like a week before it happens, right? Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's been a minute since I saw it, but it is, and it's an interesting thought if they can start doing that stuff. If, if, and how long, overall, how long before we have President McIntosh? I know. Or, or, Apple. you know, oh God, not Apple. <laughs> <laughs> but how long till we have a president that does that? So this, this algorithm is not to be taken lightly. And, and I, I look at it a couple of ways. And we'll cover that after we do the weird news. Okay. First weird news we're doing, uh, we're going to come to Salt Lake City, Utah. Salt Lake City, Utah, mid-June. This just happened. A couple of geniuses. I wonder if they were on a list. Does Salt Lake have a list? Because they should have been on a stinking list. <laughs> they rolled up next to this company box truck in a parking lot in their own pickup. While one waited, the other got under the company truck. And we all know gas prices are high. They're high. I mean... I'll give them that. The other got under the company truck and used a battery powered drill. So a bit, mm -hmm. a metal bit against metal to drill a hole into the gas tank. It's not hot into a. To steal <laughs> the fuel while the truck was sitting dormant. 
Now, uh, I want to just make a side note. One, it might be a plastic tank, but two, also, this is very common. Yeah. Stealing gas is a common occurrence. Well, and drilling a hole through the tank. Modern that tanks. That is absolutely insane to me. Modern tanks generally have a screen that's in it about uh, four inches So that down you can't siphon. For, you know, yeah, siphon prevention. But yeah. At any rate, the perp's shirt catches on fire. <laughs> the fuel pours out and just absolutely lights him head to toe on fire. <laughs> so he's seen on video what date surveillance. Was this on? Mid June. He KSL TV reports that he then jumps back into the pickup and they drive away with one of them on fire. And they're seen on surveillance video. There's like flames and smoke coming out of the <laughs> looks like a bad Cheech and Shonks kit. Yeah. And even with all of that, there's not been an arrest made yet. Well, I mean, he would have to go to the hospital probably to get an arrest on that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah. Norma says pri profiling is an assumption of future guilt. Um, yeah, this is well, profiling uh, on a mathematical. Yeah, level. profiling can also be like uh, historically, and I would probably argue even today. Profiling has been uh, where people have been selected by their race or gender. Um, and maybe not always stopped, but watched closely, like you hear about it in stores. Mm -hmm. um, there was just a study done, uh, probably a TikTok study, because that's where all the best scientific studies are done. <laughs> nowadays. But anyways, uh, this guy was walking through a busy city street, and he'd hold out his hands to shake people's hands. He'd hold out his hand like handshake. Uh -huh. And it was like 99% of men would shake his hand. Even if they're in a big group talking, they all kind of shuffle into single file. Every one of them shakes his hand. And every woman gave him a disgusted look in a wide berth. And people look at that. Well, women, you know, they're so rude. But no. The, it's self-preservation. Yeah, it's, they were profiling him as a man who was acting... Uh, inappropriately but not inappropriately in that way he was he was just um injecting himself into their personal space or asking to mm -hmm. you know and they were choosing not to let him so i wouldn't call that they were doing anything wrong but women are you know on average smaller and and uh and Although the statistics say that men face more uh, violence in public than women, women are at a greater risk, even though statistically they're not because more violence is brought against men. But if it does happen, women are, uh, I should say, at, at a greater risk of not being able to stop it. Yes. Or, Agreed. You know, it, it, it's a, uh, uh, how do I put this? Again, IQ for 54, 55, what did I say before? 50, Smart person, but no. Yes. 51, I believe. 50, 51. 51. Got it. Ryan says, Have you ever taken an, an IQ test? They, they don't have them in crayon. Oh, Betsy. stop. Ryan says, Wow, now you can t tell a, a lot of thought went into the gas stealing. <laughs> dude i wanted to find that surveillance video of like the flames flying <laughs> they probably the they're probably withholding it until and they actually smoke, file charges yeah. or something. that'd be uh, that'd be funny and then you put the benny hill song on it that would that would polish it off oh <laughs> i have colored pencils for your iq test <laughs> heck yeah now I require the ones that are about yonder big, you know, yeah. like they give the kindergartners. <laughs> Better have a good eraser on it. All right, go on. Next story. All right. A um, In Switzerland, Sion, Switzerland, 
um, there's a new concept for hotels. It is a, essentially a double bed on a platform with two bedside tables and lamps. There are no walls, ceilings, or doors, and um, it's on a roadside next to a petrol station. Oh my gosh! I gotta show this on the. On it the is screen. called the Zero Star Hotel. I would agree, and and it is some freaking brainchild of uh this Frank Ricklin where he says that sleep is not the point. What's important is spending time in this hotel room and reflecting on the current world situation. So he doesn't want you to sleep. He wants to lay he wants you to lay there and ponder. Listen, dude, I do that already Freaking. with four walls and a door and a bathroom. Damn communists and their desire to have us all in struggle sessions yeah oh my gosh all right i'm going to show this on the screen for these people watching <laughs> <laughs> and i want you to just hold on a second because maybe he's crazy like a fox to sleep got the tractor just <laughs> cruising next to your <laughs> the cost to have an imperfect night's sleep is $337 a night. Only, only those champagne socialists that go for this crap. <laughs> oh, you've got to be kidding me. You would be more comfortable in a, the backseat of your car. Now, do you think that's his wife delivering coffee, or do you think he called no, they, they offer service? They offer a service where they can bring you drinks and things that you can pay additional money for. So I'm guessing that this butler here wanders into in garage Switzerland. S Bertolet and gets you your cherry coke, <laughs> brings it back. Goes in there, got the shop coffee. <laughs> like Maverick coffee. <laughs> Filtered through a cat litter box. Oh gosh, man. Only uh, you uh. Yeah, you're gonna go to this hotel room and think about society and the the rising tides and we've got to sit and ponder yeah the the evil that we have done oh freaking people yeah anyway freaking people all right 337 dollars a night i do have one story okay what you got man arrested after using his horse to run down and trample an individual in uinta county that's not how horses work Apparently this one do. Um, now, you went to county, for those who are listening outside of Utah, is uh, if you look at Utah and it's got the tall part and then it cuts down and goes across, Wyoming's tucked into that little armpit area. You uh, went to county is just below Wyoming. It's on that northeastern side. White Rocks, Utah. Now, White Rocks, I don't know if there's a White Rocks there. because we They're have a white, everywhere. We have, we have white, one here, yeah. Maybe we should name ours Bubble Rocks or something. Change it up. <laughs> Anyways, a man was arrested after police said he used his horse to run down an individual in Uinta County. Was he on it? Yep. Oh, okay. So that is how horses work. Yep. Douglas Wooten, 65, was arrested and booked on one count of aggravated assault. Uh, Uinta County Sheriff Tarek Jones was dispatched at approximately 1.30 p.m. on Tuesday near the Logger's Cabin located in on uh, Mosby Mountain. According to a probable cause statement, the victim attempted to unload his four-wheeler from his pickup truck when Wooten approached him while riding a horse. I promise your computer would not have guessed any of this. No. Not, uh, it, it would have been, the computer would have been over there scratching its head. Yeah. The, the victim claimed he heard Wooten yell at him and say, now that we are alone, what have you got to say to me? So they don't mention in here, but it sounds like there must have been an earlier argument. Uh, yeah. Arresting documents say Wooten with almost a gallop, but faster than a trot. So his horse was in between a gallop and a trot. Those are technical terms, by the way. Um, <laughs> that are also not in the algorithm. Yes. I would like to be able to tell you what they are. 
<laughs> but uh ooh, we have a listener that could probably tell us what it is gallop and trot what is that 15 miles an hour somewhere in there tell me anyways arresting dog saying you know, almost going faster than a trot ran his horse into the victim's chest the victim was pinned up against his truck due to the force of the impact he turned his horse while whipping and kicking his horse to charge at the victim according to charging documents Ran into the victim, slammed him up against his truck again. Uh, continued, like, having his horse, like, push the man into the truck. It says trampled, but, uh, I mean, trampled. You're getting trampled by a horse, and you're yeah. not there to press charges after. The victim was able to grab the reins of the horse near the bit and turn the horse away. The probable cause statement states that the man was struck by the horse for a third time. Following the altercation, the victim said Wooten was in a position where his wife and grandchildren could see the situation and rode away. So it makes me wonder if like the wife and grandchildren come around the corner and saw it and so he just rode off like nothing happened. Or if like there was a little cheering line, like some cheerleaders over there. Go, go, go. Uh, the victims sustained injuries to his left arm and had severe lower back pain that uh, inhibited his ability to walk. It says enabled his ability to walk, but that doesn't really... Yeah. That's, Anyways. Not, that's not a good synonym. So uh, Wooten faces a third-degree felony, aggravated assault, and for using a horse as a deadly weapon, knowingly to commit serious bodily injury. Man... So back in 2019, there was another charge of this in Gainesville. Gainesville, yeah. Florida? Yeah. Archer. It doesn't count. if it Accused of trying to run a man over with a horse. It's in Florida, Betsy. That's true. That's that. It dropped your computer in Florida. I'm just, I was just wondering, the, like, has this ever happened before? Let the, well, it was used in combat for thousands of years but let that computer program predict florida <laughs> it's all <laughs> smoke <laughs> we're gonna need a bigger microchip <laughs> all the squares are lit up red with stupid shit everyone's a potential victim people are potential victims and subjects of their own crime <laughs> one person in that thousand foot he pops both sides yes <laughs> oh all right let's see what the people have to say. All right, Kendra, coming through. I wouldn't even have to kick a horse to do it. She would do it on her own. <laughs> <laughs> She's salty. Oh, okay. Kendra says, I have a three-year-old. I have them all. She's talking about the, uh, the colored pencils for my IQ test. How many times does the bed get stolen? You know how they always say never walk into a hotel room with the uh, the blue light? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if this one would have the same issue. Or if it'd be squeaky freaking clean because it's in front of a freaking gas station and there's, you're not actually doing anything but pondering. There's probably some creepy dudes that that's their thing. Oh, my God. I mean, is it a defense? If you get like a, an indecent exposure ticket? That you were in your hotel room? Well, that's the question. Could you walk up naked to your uh, hotel window and uh, just uh, kind of boop the glass with your bare stuff? <laughs> boop. <laughs> you know, just like, boop. You know, <laughs> would you get in trouble for that? Would that be indecent exposure? Because that's pushing private out into public, maybe, or a borderline thereof. Uh, what I think I guess is, that would be up is for the a, cost of this stupid hotel room. That's indecent. Yeah, $300 a night. It's completely indecent. Oh. <laughs> but you've got to contemplate what you've done with yourself and sit down there. It's awful. Yes. Can't believe it. So, final thoughts on this minority report. Because I'm kind of a little twisted. And I think that's... It's, it's that area, that little gray area that most people would find themselves in that would march forward all of the unethical ramifications mm -hmm. of something like this. Because having been the victim of a pretty violent crime, victimized, I wasn't mm -hmm. the 
the actual victim, but having been victimized by a pretty violent crime on our family. Um, I don't know. I can say sitting here today that I would want to have known that that was going to happen so that I could have taken measures to spare us that in a heartbeat in a heartbeat. And it's that gray area. I would have sends this garbage. It would have been nice to have even known, um, during that lost time. Yeah. Even give me a city block. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it, you would be hard pressed to go through a list of people you know and find one that has never experienced crime. Yeah. So there's a lot of people statistically percentage wise that that could see some value in in knowing that they or someone they love was about to become a potential victim. And I would say if I looked through the list of the algorithmic factors, the people that we believe committed the crime on our family hit every one of those. They would have made the subject list. Yep. And, and because of that, even factors I didn't even consider, that's, that's the slippery slope. That's the slippery slope that that as humans we don't get involved to stop this what would be absolute that is the question awful that is the do we want to have a system where flagrant com- abuse can be done yeah for the greater good yeah yeah well let me tell you in most that circumstance of us have that- in that circumstance just give me the name yeah, and most of us have that little grayscale until we end up on the subject list. Oh, that's a tough one. And then all of a sudden that grayscale is no longer worth it. Oh. But that's the slope. That's the slope because my initial visceral response to this was, oh, this is a bad idea. But then you got this little thought process where you're like, well, if I look at the flip side of that. What, what would could I it do? have changed? What would it have changed for me? What could I have done with this information? Um, you know, how could I have intervened or someone intervened, even if they didn't give the information to me personally, mm-hmm. how could someone have stopped this? That's the slope. Yeah. And, and I have more questions about that because like, would this program be able to predict if say someone was interdicting on the behalf of, of, uh, the bad guys? because that's the question would they pop up how deep would this go i mean theoretically it probably could go pretty deep yeah i think the thing they need to do with this machine to make it legitimate in this fine capitalist country we have they need to make a game show (laughs) want to meet our potential victim and they throw you into a place (laughs) and the machine and okay, they throw a person into like a running man scenario, <laughs> right? With the dynamo, the fat guy on the motorcycle uh-huh. with all the LED lights on him. And uh, so they throw him in there. And then the contestants are the people on the outside guessing against the computer what he'll do. Mm, scientists versus subject list and perpetrators computer versus average joe it could be like on idiocracy with the monster truck killing in the end yeah you know but but that reminds me i want to mention something i for a while now i've wanted to do a show on this guy and uh but stalin had his kind of head investigator um, for the USSR. Okay. And his name, Lavrenti, Lavrenti, it's Russian. Mm-hmm. Berea. Okay. 
he had a statement. Okay. He was the head investigator that investigated people that were against communism. And his quote was, you show me the man and I'll show you the crime. The things this guy oh. did, and and that'll come out in the future show. That'll be one of the darkest shows we ever do, because I, in my personal opinion, very few things reach the levels of darkness that uh, the Marxist attempting to achieve governments have reached. Uh, you've got, you know, of course, uh, Lenin, Stalin, Mao, Pol Pot. Maybe we should just do a show one day on all those guys, you know. But this guy, uh, he did some. Oh. He did. He did some nightmarish things, and uh, but those will come out in a future shows. And that's what I worry about with this, because if you start nabbing people up for pre-crime. Well, and that would be the next step, because if they, if you follow this logically through its, its life cycle, um, if they create it, so that's like birth, and then like it's adolescent, they start proving it, it matures to adulthood where they're able to like gather tons of data. We know they're mining data from us, everything we do, everywhere we go, everything we touch. The next step in the life cycle is going to be for it to mature to, instead of just trying to stop crimes when they're happening, it's going to be for it to mature to stop crimes prior to happening. And I would argue if you manage that correctly and hear me, hear me out, that could work. So you know how the defund the police movement wanted to fire police officers and hire social workers? Mm -hmm. Better idea is you hire entertainment people. <laughs> Singing telegram people, drippers, clowns, and mimes. Mimes are terrifying. So picture this. We'll call the guy uh, Dick Dastardly <laughs> is getting ready to leave his house on his uh, on his Mr. Purse, Dastardly to you purse snatching tour of Fifth Street. Okay, he walks out into his hallway. Mime, two mimes, <laughs> invisible wall, and they're right there. Slow him down for twenty minutes. Right, he's getting he's getting irritated. In comes a clown. <laughs> Honking the horn, right? The mimes have left. He's gotten a little bit further down the hallway, but in the stairwell, the clown, right? He's getting mad. So he, you know, furious. Mm -hmm. Bam, stripper. He feels a little better. <laughs> stripper Graham. Crime She's averted. singing a song. Crime averted. There's not stripper Grams yet. I've never heard of that. That would be a hit. <laughs> so those who vehemently oppose this recognize the value of the information, the value of the algorithm. Um, think into the future that if this exists, it can be corrupted. It can be changed. To can be. Yes. Yes. Not would be not like, yeah. uh, every other thing that exists. Right. So you know? names could be added, you know, without any context taken away for money, removed off the list, you know, for, for a little extra kickback, especially if they're high crimes, high crimes, families. So that those who oppose this recognize that, this information um, is valuable mm -hmm. because it, it, it is very predictive in nature. So what they want to do, and this is something that I would get behind um, to, to get off that gray scale. Does that mean you're shutting down my uh, clowns and mimes <laughs> idea? Mimes are, <laughs> mimes are terrifying. Oh, I know. If that alone doesn't scare him back into his apartment to hold tight, I don't know what else will. 
There's a rash of dead mimes all over the city a month after a scourge. A <laughs> scourge. <laughs> At any rate, they want to use this information in ways out of law enforcement hands. But more uh, so uh, preventatively. Where I was initially going with that is, you know how they wanted to turn it into social workers. Yeah. That's where you can, if you can get a week out and well and then you predict it's going to happen on this corner block you'd so want you it to be private industry manages it first of all so you yes. don't have crime backing or you don't want to have the criminal justice system backing it up but you'd want to have like rich benefactors supporting this and they they go knock on the door and they say you know like a like a good missionary would hey have you heard the good news you know life is grand or 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 something like that i mean there's multiple ways we could handle it. you know find the guy a, a better job or, or right so you know. using this predictive nature to remove some of those factors that are contributing to it so the things we can control we can't control past crimes and things like that we can't control it but what we can control is recognizing that the past crimes in addition to the shitty job in addition to the the bad apartment building lack of mimes in. in the hallway <laughs> that has mimes in the freaking hallway no lack of that may be a contributing factor i have not seen a mime <laughs> in my life look at you crime free true <laughs> <laughs> maybe that is there might be mimes in these high crime areas someone needs to go to south <laughs> chicago and check in on uh are there mimes are there mimes? If not, let's put them in. Next study. <laughs> Elon Musk, reach out. I got an idea. We're going to try them out. Different cities. Uh, you know, we'll do you know, high crime areas, you know, uh, uh, South or, or San Francisco, you know, mm -hmm. obviously. LA, yeah. It, you know, we'll try a different one. Uh, Chicago, I want to kick it off with mimes. So I just think that that would really, I think that'd be a beautiful moment. Oh, the gangs are down there. The, the, mimes. the bloods and the crips. And all, all of a sudden, sudden. You, you see like, uh, let me let me put the picture out for you, right? The picture. Garage door opens on a building, right? And they're all in their hands against the wall. It's invisible. <laughs> and then... The invisible garage door opens. <laughs> Just imagine the crime rate plummets. America Hills, Betsy. America Hills. The blood start attacking, so they build their own little box. <laughs> I can't. At any rate, but targeting these areas that are most commonly the red zones, these thousand square foot, figuring out what contributing factors can be solved. Maybe they start dropping leaflets about a school program. Maybe they start, you know, um, encouraging the, the people in these areas for different jobs or advocational training. You know, maybe I it's as simple as identifying that slumlord and saying, fix the freaking air conditioners. The mimes are freaking sweating all their white makeup off. <laughs> Streaky. The lines <laughs> are going this way, not this way. But it's it's too late then. When you've already economically hollowed out an area, it's too late then. When And I'm going to tell you right now, when the government has come in and destroyed Detroit is gone because of governments and unions detroit didn't die on its own yeah it was the fastest growing Striving. wealthiest wealthiest city on earth and 20 so, years later it's a hollowed out husk because the government and the unions are uh how do you say parasite in all the languages because they sucked it dry and Beaches. left a dead husk. They gave it Lyme disease. So if it's too late for intervention as a pre preventative measure, like we're, we're just too far gone, 
Then I, I say release the mimes. Release the mimes and the stripper grams. Stripper grams, mimes first. <laughs> see, see a lady walking down a apartment <laughs> hallway with a stripper pole on, on a dolly. <laughs> She's pulling it. Sets it up at the doorway. <laughs> Ding dong, then starts doing the spin right there. <laughs> oh, anyway, that's the show. Oh, well, I got one news story. One more thing to talk about. Where are we at here? Uh, Okay. Oh, yeah, gross. So uh, remember when we talked about the Cambodian uh, cock flower? Yes. Well, it has a cousin. Ohio Zoo corpse flower is about to bloom. Now, the corpse flower, they can grow to be like eight feet tall, apparently. They are not beautiful flowers. It's kind of cool looking. It looks like one big wallered up leaf. But when they bloom, they're a carnivorous flower, and they smell like a corpse. Yeah. So they smell you know, like they smell like rotting flesh. You know, roses are red, violets are blue, corpse flower corpse flower smells like, you know, big poo. pile of poo. <laughs> but anyways, but they it has that sweet death smell to it Ew. to draw on the flies. But it is about to bloom. So um and okay, I don't know exactly how often they bloom. Not often. But their bloom lasts about at the most three days and then it's dead it smells dead from the beginning but it's actually dead. well they they don't actually die they close back in (gasps) on themselves it closes back up because it's eating yuck worse yuck but they only it's like once a year that they uh that they open if that so if you guys uh if you're in the cincinnati area and you want to go witness this beautiful moment in nature this yes once in a lifetime opportunity uh get down to the cincinnati zoo and uh take us take a sniff give it a check out let us know what you think um yeah i i i would if i was closer i would go you would go smell smell it it. you would yes Oh, apparently you don't have to get like right up on it. It's not like a rose where you got to, you got to lightly tuck your face. No, I'm sure it's so pungent. I hear it's like blocks away. You, you recognize where you're at, Mm. but, um, well, you had goats once you goats once you could have those flowers. That goat, (laughs) you could smell, uh, a block and a half away. (laughs) That go and you would watch him. He would kind of twist just a little bit, and uh, he would pee up onto his back to just <laughs> add that extra car You know, just just to bring on the lady goats. I had no lady goats, just the one dude goat, and he was a dick, and he would ram you and didn't eat the weeds like I wanted. No. Uh-uh. That corpse flower would be gentle compared to what he had going on. Get a couple of them. And he stunk up the neighborhood for a month after he was gone. <laughs> he was there for like three days. Oh, it only awful. it only took you that long to be like, yeah, this isn't working out. Oh, the guy down the street said, hey, can I have a go? Because uh-huh. he wasn't eating the weeds. He was just stinking up the neighborhood. Come get him. They, they, and he would break out. He was a dink. That goat was a jerk face. <laughs> Seriously. Oh. All right. Let's see. Any more comments? Uh, ba, 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 ba. I agree with your opinion. Norman says human nature will pervert this. Yes. yes. And Kendra says must have been a male goat. You ain't kidding. Oh, they stink, especially if they not have been fixed. Okay. So the story on the goat, I see the goat wandering the neighborhood. So I'm like, I'm gonna hold on to someone's goat. You know, they lost their goat. I put him in my backyard to chew on the weeds and put the word out that a goat's gone. Well, word come back through the uh, grapevine. Owner said goat did not want said goat back. <laughs> goat was a jerk face and smelt like piss, like old, stale, sticky piss. Uh, like honey pot on hot August day piss. And so, all right, fine. The goat stunk really bad. Like, I didn't want to go home after work and uh, eyes water and whatever else. And then 
the old judge, he says, uh, yeah, I could use a goat and please come get him. Then the goat was gone. I, I was thankful for that. The goat was awful. And no, I don't know if he was fixed, but he was stinky. He smelt like you weren't fixed. <laughs> True. But yeah, this, but seriously, this is a big question. Something to think about in the future. We, I think we need to start getting our great ethical minds on it. Well, yeah. And I, and I think, I think because most of the populace has been a victim to, or, or even if they have children who have committed, you know, really Ooh. heinous crimes, you or, would, you would want to save them from doing that. So knowing that ahead of time, I think that that is the slope that most people will find themselves on. The, the best thing I think we could do is to, is if we can figure out the victim and interdict on their behalf with them. Yeah. You know, uh, another big one is suicides. Yeah. That's it. That'd be a huge one. And oh. Kedra says we had a really, really jackass one. I think that's all goat male goats. He would charge me or my kids every time we went outside. He would stand on top of the haystack and attack me. I did not like him. Way to the auction. Yes. And I'll bet they don't taste good. Things have marinated for too long. You know what tastes it, oh. I had three cute little pygmy goats. The only problem I had with them is we bought them three of those dog igloo houses and they ate one of them. <laughs> and then they stood all three of them between the two and then they ate the next one. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then they fought to stand on the single igloo house that was left behind <laughs> until they ate it. <laughs> Freaking goats. Oh. <laughs> look out there and half of it's gone i'm like well shit <laughs> pretty soon nothing left it's out in the rain <laughs> oh but they are cute they were they were cute but baby pygmy goats in pajamas is still one of the best youtube searches you can do you know it, it's fantastic it's good stuff and yeah but anyways thanks for joining us um have a great week yeah yeah that you know and if you're thinking about committing a crime you know precog yourself say we no. need to take ownership that's what we really need what we really need is we need the shopping cart test to become universal how do we how do we teach those values in school because there's some people who aren't going to get it at home yeah so how do we get values like that in school people know. need to take personal but responsibility over their own lives all right have a have a good weekend have a good week